Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. <clears throat> we are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Kiddushin Daf Beis, Kiddushin 2A, pagination theoretically, is page 3. Ha'isha Nikneis Bishlosha Durachim. We begin the Numasechta with the concept of how a marriage is done. A woman is acquired, would be the literal translation, in three ways. Now, obviously, the woman is not acquired, um, owned by her husband. The Mepharshim explain that what's being acquired is her yad likidushin, her marriage rights. And that could occur in one of three ways. Vikona es atzma, and she acquires her marriage rights back, bishtei in two ways. And the Mishnah explains. Nikneis, she can be acquired, bekesef bishtar uvavia, through money that's given to her, that's the concept of a kedushin ring, bishtar with a document, this is not referring to the concept of a ksuba, which is the marriage document, once they are married, these are the obligations of a husband to his wife. That's not what would facilitate the marriage in the first place. <coughs> Bishtar over here refers to a document that says, Hareyat mikudeshasli. Behold, you shall be married to me. The formula to create Kiddushin would be written in a document and he gives that to her. So that's the second way, uvavia or through relations. That would mean that this man and this woman, with intent to get married, go into a room, close the door, with witnesses seeing that they are closing the door with intent to be married. In the room, which we do not witness, they have relations, and the witnesses are attesting, and also Kiddushin requires that witnesses be present, even beyond attesting to what happened. They're not just testifying to the event. It's called Edom Lekiyume. In order to for the event to take effect, it needs witnesses to be present. So in the case of relations, the fact that they're standing outside, the witnesses, by verifying a yichud, which means a seclusion, are in essence testifying on relations, because that's the seclusion with that intent is assumed to result in relations. So, that accounts for three methods. On a practical level, we use kesef, value, uh, monetary value, typically in the form of a ring. And we don't generally do star, but I imagine it could be done. In the case of bia relations, we actually have a Gemara that says, <coughs> Rav Mangid, that doing Kiddushin through relations is 
unacceptable, is considered wrong. And even though biblically it would theoretically work, it is not done. And instead, prior to the first relations, Kiddushin would have to be done. And as we'll learn, it's not only Kiddushin that has to be done, but Shiduchim, an announcement of intent to get married, is also done even before Kiddushin is done. Now, the Mishnah tells us the opinion of Beis Hillel, which is the way we paskin, that the amount necessary for Kiddushin is the same amount as to facilitate any act of Kinyan. There's no special amount designated for Kiddushin. If she doesn't feel it's honorable, she shouldn't accept it. But if she chooses to accept it, the amount halachically that will facilitate marriage is bepruta uvishave pruta, a pruta or its value. The Mishnah continues and tells us, skipping one line, vikona es atzma, and she acquires herself back, again, her yad lekidushin, her marriage rights, beget uvimisas habal, through a get, a bill of divorce, which was the topic of the previous Masechta, or the death of the husband. Now, there is an interesting introspective question, a hakira, regarding how these two work. Get a bill of divorce, we understand they write the bill of divorce, they hand it to her, and that act severs the relationship. How does Misas Habal work? How does the death of the husband work to free her? Is it that upon his death something happens that frees her? Or, once he dies, he's not alive. If she doesn't have a living husband, she's not a married woman, and she's free. The difference, as they like to illustrate this, would be Ashes Eliyahu, the wife of Eliyahu. Eliyahu, the prophet, didn't die. So his death doesn't free his wife. But he's no longer considered a regular living human being. Does that free her or not? Another interesting topic to mention over here is a story with Rabbi Akiva Eger. They say that Rabbi Akiva Eger was dealing with a woman in town who was an aguna. Husband refused to give her a get. So Rabbi Akiva Eger called in the husband and explained to him that he has to give a get in this case. And the husband continued to refuse maliciously, just refused. So Rabbi Kiva Eger pulled out a, a Gemara Kiddushin and read him this first page. He said, Vikona es atzma, she can acquire herself in two ways. Beget, either you give a divorce, over Mrs. Abal, or if the husband dies. And he said to the husband, these are the only two ways it's going to happen. And the husband continued to refuse. They say that the husband barely reached the street 
as he left the office and he dropped dead from a heart attack. And this is a, a Mishnah that Gedolim takes seriously. We all take seriously. I guess the lesson is don't mess with Rabbi Kiva Eger. The Gemara tells us the source for Kesef as an act of Kedushin is Gomar Kicha Kicha Misdei Ephron. We learn the word Kach, acquisition, from the case of Avraham in Parshas Chayesara, where he acquired the field of Ephron. The Pasuk says, Ki yikach ish isha, a man will do this act of acquisition with a woman to create marriage. And similarly, Nasati kesef kach mimeni, I'm giving you the money for the field. Also the word kach is used. And the Mepharshim wonder of all places for the Torah to teach us that this kinyan, this act of acquisition, this transaction could be facilitated through money, why are we taught this rule by the story of Avram purchasing the land from Ephron? And one of the most beautiful insights is that in the case of Avram and Ephron, each one thought he was getting a great deal. Avram paid premium price for this place of burial and he felt he was getting a great deal because it was the place where Adam and Chava were buried and he was hoping to bury Sarah and himself to get buried in this special place. Avram felt he paid premium price but he was getting a great deal. And Ephron likewise got premium price for a field that he couldn't do anything with anyway. And he also walked away from the deal feeling he got a great deal. And that's the lesson regarding a marriage that both husband and wife should feel that they got a great deal. And then they're able to put their best foot forward into the Kiddushin, into the marriage. Yeshe thank you for joining.